We are the MarketScale creator community, and these are our stories. Join us as we tell the stories of the bold creators that are challenging the status quo in the world of business media. This is the Creator's Manifesto, the podcast of the MarketScale creator community. Hello and welcome everybody. My name is James Preble. This is the Creator's Manifesto, the official podcast of the MarketScale creator community. I'm joined today by my colleague, Tyler Kern. Tyler, thanks for being here today, sir. Thanks for having me, man. No, I appreciate you being here. Tyler, this podcast has been a long time coming for, for two big reasons. The first, I've always wanted to host a podcast. I'm really excited about getting the opportunity to host a podcast. The second, the far more important reason is that we have within our creator community just a fantastic group of incredibly talented, uh, highly educated, highly capable individuals. These are the people that make what we do here at Market Scale every single day possible. And these are people from all over the country, all over the globe. And it's long past due that we have a dedicated series that really highlights all of these individuals and how talented they are. You know, I, what strikes me about the creator community, first of all, is that we wouldn't be able to do what we do here at MarketScale without the incredible talents and abilities of our creator community, right? And, and I love the idea that we've, we've created a community out of this, that it's not just a collection of individuals around the world, but we're kind of wrapping our arms around it and saying, like, this is a community of people that are extremely important to what we do. You're so valuable to us here at MarketScale and, and give us the ability to create this incredible content that we work with our clients on. And the second thing is really just the overall talent uh, that you see from the people in this community on a regular basis, whether it's hosting a podcast, editing videos, shooting videos, like all of these things to me are um, just exhibit the, the amazing talent that we've been able to assemble in this community. And that to me is particularly exciting. It's always energizing to get to see the amazing work that these people do. It, it, exactly. And, you know, I have my title here at MarketScale is Director of Operations, but behind that very standard businessy title, I, I actually have the coolest job in the world is that uh, I get to interface with so many of these people yeah. on a constant basis, get to learn more about them. You know, we have folks that are working here who they may just be a podcast host for us, but they are professors, or they're a videographer for us, but they're also veterans, fathers, and this series is really going to be talking about these individuals and doing a deep dive on what brought them to where they are in their career, what inspires them to make uh, the media that they make for us, how did they get to the talent level that they are at today. And I think it showcases a lot of things. A, these individuals, B, the resources that we have here at MarketScale, and C, what really makes us special is that we really think of ourselves as creators first when we're creating this B2B media for our clients on a regular basis. And that is empowered and really strengthened by the creator community. We don't lose focus of that and we don't become business people who are just making marketing media mm -hmm. because of the creator community, in my opinion, and their creative instincts and their creative direction. And so I think it's gonna give people a great chance to really see that process from the inside through this series. You know, I, 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 this is gonna be a little bit of a nerdy admission, but I listened to a podcast about marketing, 
and Chris Walker. You're right, that is nerdy. Yeah, it, it is, yes. but I am who I am. Confirmed. Yes. And Chris Walker is the CEO of Refine Labs. He, he made a statement on his podcast that there's never been a better time to be a business-to-business marketer. And while I agree with that, I would even take it a step further that there's never been a better time to be a creative professional working in marketing, specifically B2B marketing, because there is such a demand for these talents right now. And you know, what I would first say about that is that you know, we talk about it a lot here at MarketScale, that B2B media, B2B marketing, it's 10 years behind B2C marketing. We at MarketScale are not 10 years behind. We right. know that, <laughs> and that is why we have the creator community and they empower us. But there's just so much opportunity for these individuals out here today. So I'm excited that this podcast series is going to give us a chance to really highlight these creative professionals. Yeah, that's excellent points that, that you make. And, you know, I don't know if, I'll pull the curtain back just a little bit. I don't know if people can hear some of the commotion that's going on outside of the studio right now, but the company's having a celebration because we, you know, renewed a client or sold a new client, or, you know, some, something along those lines, right? Right. And uh, I don't know if that, that showed up at all on the recording, but the, what that illustrates to me is that there are things to celebrate in the B2B marketing community, right? That, that there's a hunger and a desire out there to modernize, to take things to the next level, to continue to evolve what has traditionally been kind of a dinosaur market, right? That where, look, you, you mentioned it, B2B marketing has been 10 years behind B2C, right? And there's this energy and excitement now to move things forward, to modernize, to look at what B2C has done and then say, we can do that a step better. And that, to me, is what's really, I don't know, fun about what we get to do in, in B2B marketing right now is, like, the, the, the world is your oyster to a certain extent, right? Exactly. And, no, I couldn't agree more. And, and there's just so much opportunity to do something new, to do something creative. And, again, the creator community is what enables us to do that. So I'm curious, and a big part of why I had you on this initial episode of the Creator's Manifesto, you know, as we talk through kind of what the show is really going to be, these incredible individuals that we are going to highlight, what, and, and you are a creative individual yourself, you know, you have manned our podcast hosting team for such a long time. I, I'm sure you've lost count of how many podcast episodes you've recorded, yes. how many companies you have empowered through your creative talents. As a creatively talented individual, what are the insights, what are the stories that you are you know, interested in hearing, hopeful to hear on this podcast that you would really want to get from you know, what, when we talk to these individuals about what they do for us mm-hmm. in marketing media on a daily basis? I really love origin stories, right? Like, how did you end up doing this sort of thing, right? right? Because it's it's never linear into these types of fields. Like, how did I end up at a B2B marketing company hosting podcasts? Like, well, I was a communications major. I didn't entirely know what I wanted to do once I was done with college because when you're a communications major, you can do just about anything afterwards, <laughs> right? And so at one point, I was sitting there in College Station, Texas because I went to Texas A&M. Uh, gig'em, whoop, um, and all of those sorts of things. Hook of horn. Um, we're not gonna. We're gonna breeze right past that. But um, I was sitting there, and there was a radio show on uh, with some guys that I knew actually, like uh, one of the host of Texas Radio, which was you know just very Texas A and M sports focused and heavy. Like I went to church with him, or whatever. I was like, he's a normal guy. Like he's not 
like I don't know. Growing up, radio hosts were some like just celestial voice that just came through the radio to me, Amen. sort of thing. Amen. And, and then I was like, you know what, Gabe is just—he's a great guy. He's a cool guy, but like he's—he's he's ordinary. Like he and I could be friends, you know, sort of thing. Like why couldn't I do that? And so when we moved up to Dallas, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna—I'm gonna do sports radio. And I dove in and I did, I did radio for a bunch of years while I was here in Dallas. And then I was kind of done with that. And I was like, well, what now? And podcast hosting. All right, let's, let's try that. So that was like my like weird little path into how I'm working in, in this industry now as a, as a quasi creative, I suppose. But for people who are videographers, for people who are podcast hosts, for people who are video editors or graphic designers, all of these different people that make up the incredible creator community that we have, there are so many unique stories about how they discovered their passion for what they're doing, for how they found their way into Someone encouraged them along the way. Hey, you're really good at this. Have you ever tried just doing this for a living? You should, you should really try that. You know, there's, there's that, that push of encouragement from a friend or from a loved one or some, something like that. There are, you know, just a, a ton of really unique stories. And I, I love hearing those origin stories of how people found their way into this and, and realized, oh, I've got a real talent for this. I should, I should use that, you know? Right. And, and uh, those sorts of things, I think, are, are really motivating and exciting to me. I couldn't agree more, and it's, and it's funny that you, you talked about that origin story in the way that you did about, you know, someone being ordinary and doing something extraordinary. Because I think what I say often to our clients, what we do here at MarketScale, is that we bring out the inner rock star. Mm-hmm. And or the industry rock star, rather. I think a big part of our job and what makes us unique is that we take these incredibly talented folks in the industry that they work in, and we show them that, no, what you think of as, as your day job is actually not ordinary. It's extraordinary. And we pull out that inner rock star, and that's when we get that incredible media that we get is when those people recognize that, oh, you're right, I'm not just an engineer. I have created this incredible thing, and I need to be a rock star when I talk about it because it really is incredible. And I want this show to really elevate and showcase the creative rock stars that we have here. I'm going to be completely, I want this to be a little bit of, a, of an ego flex sure. for so many of our, sure. our creative professionals. I want this to be, yeah, you know, I, I am incredibly talented. Look at these amazing videos that I've made and really a chance for them to showcase their career and showcase the amazing work that they've done because uh, I think we all tend to get bogged down at work, get a little busy, and we forget that we are the rock stars that we get. So I'm hopeful that this show for our creator communities is that on a, on a constant basis, um, that those who are on it and those that listen to it and watch it sort of remind themselves that they are the rock stars that they are because we couldn't do what we do without them. And we wouldn't be pushing B2B media marketing forward without this incredible network of individuals. Yeah, and that's that's a good point. You know, and and I think one of the things we're seeing as people have kind of begun working more remotely and and, and there's more of a an attitude and an appetite for remote work and hybrid work and that sort of thing. And one of the things we've seen a little bit of is that while people enjoy a lot of different aspects of it, there can be an isolating part of that. And, and I think for people who are part of our creator community, it's possible that you've been working remote forever, right? Always been kind of a mercenary and not had an office, not had something like that. And what I hope that the creator community can do for everybody that's in it is just show you examples of 
other people doing similar things to you and that we can learn from one another. I know that one of the most beneficial things about coming into the Market Scale headquarters here in Dallas every day is that I get to work alongside people that I can then learn from and I can pick up new things. And it's my hope that through this podcast and through the other efforts that we're doing within the creator community, that we're able to encourage one another to continue to improve and to kind of provide that almost office-like atmosphere where you hear someone who's a videographer talking about something that they did and you think, I could do that, you know, or I could learn from that and apply that to something I do in the future. And same for me. Every time I hear one of our other podcast hosts here at MarketScale, I think, that's really good. I should do something like that, right? Right. Uh, like, whether it's Daniel or Gabby or one of our remote hosts like Bobby Brill, Taylor Ringgold. Uh, you know, we have so many great, Michelle Mooney, so many great podcast hosts with us here at MarketScale, either in the office or part of the creator community that I'm constantly learning from them. And I hope that this podcast can kind of serve a similar purpose for for other creators, no matter what they do. No, I, I, I couldn't have said that any better and I couldn't agree more. It, it, it's funny because we... We, we've been talking a lot about the creator community here at MarketScale and, and what it is and what it does. We didn't invent the creator community. It didn't happen overnight. It has been something that has been a part of MarketScale since MarketScale started. And we, and this is just the natural evolution of things, we saw it, realized, like you said, that um, you know people had been working with these incredibly talented individuals and probably not engaging them in the way just because of, not by intent whatsoever, probably geographical differences and through computers. And so the branding of the creator community, the elevation of it, that's really just infrastructure around something amazing that existed that deserved to be more highlighted because of what it does. You know, it wasn't something that we all sat around a table and said, we're going to make the market scale creator community. The, the creator community made itself. We simply just gave a name and a face and you know, strengthened it a little bit because it deserved that and it deserved that highlighting and that appreciation, but it, it was organic and you know, like any other, like a real city, you know, the, the name Dallas does not make the city of Dallas. It's the people, it's the institutions, it's the traditions, the cultures that make the city of Dallas. The name is just a thing behind it that we all collectively recognize. And so I couldn't agree more. I completely agree with, with that sentiment. And I'm hopeful that that's what comes through on the show as well, is uh, that you know we, we've got this blessed situation where we have folks in, in Germany, in South America, in Asia, uh, up in Chicago that we work with. I want that to be a more personal relationship with our team here in Dallas through this show as well. Yeah, and we also have the ability to celebrate cool accomplishments and amazing achievements and that sort of thing. I think about um, market scale, and I'm sure we'll kind of announce this on a larger scale, but we're going to win a bunch of telly awards and yeah. that sort of thing. So that's not an official announcement, but we we are going to win a bunch of telly awards. I know that for a fact. And so uh, there are members of our creator community who played vital roles in those projects, whether it was shooting the the footage or, you know, what, whatever the case may be. Um, we've got people like Sarah Dandishi who published a book, and it was uh, number one um, in three different categories last week when they released it on for Kindle and, and for e-readers and that sort of thing. And so, like... It's huge. It's massive. We have, we have people doing amazing things that we can celebrate, and being part of a community allows 
us to celebrate those sorts of things. So you're right. It had never been codified quite the way that we're doing it now, but the creator community has always existed at market scale in one way or another. But this gives us the avenue and the ability to, to celebrate it in, in, I think, a much more um, holistic way. For sure, for sure. And the other thing that I think is going to be really interesting about this podcast and really compelling and going to have wide universal appeal. You know, I think if you'd been been listening up to this point, a lot of this sounds very market scale centric. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a market scale client or if you're someone who came across this podcast, you know, why why should I, you know, be interested in all of this? I think that the other major thing that this series is going to provide is that it's going to be an incredibly interesting view on the industry of B2B marketing itself, yeah. on the art of marketing. And I know a lot of people roll their eyes when they hear that. They think that those are marketers like myself being you know, fancy and talking about the art of marketing. It's really just about demand gen. It's about the business aspects and the ROI aspects of marketing. I couldn't disagree with that sentiment more because I think the... <laughs> Art, none of that exists unless the media is compelling, is engaging, is interesting, is beautiful, frankly. And so I think that this podcast is going to give people who are interested in marketing a really good insight into the people that make the industry possible. Yeah. Who are these artists and these creators that are making these incredible videos that I'm watching, that are making these incredible podcasts that I'm watching? Um, you know, what is the what is the angle that they are approaching these projects on? And that's going to be uh, incredibly interesting content for anyone who touches marketing. You know, how do the people who make this happen actually make it happen? Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't come from a marketing background. Like I said earlier, I was a mm -hmm. communications major and really had very little interest in, in marketing until I worked here. This is full disclosure. Um, but... Yeah. I think my favorite example of marketing over the last, I don't know, since I've worked at MarketScale, let's say five years, is what Formula One has done. Have you Absolutely. followed this? Yeah, like, drive, drive to survive. Yes, yeah. exactly. And, and I, 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 like, I think about that. And if you're not formula, familiar with Formula One, it's a racing series that happens all around the world, uh, open wheel race cars and that sort of thing. But they partnered with a production company to make a reality series called Drive to Survive that's on Netflix. And there are, I think, three or four seasons now. Mm -hmm. But it is an incredible look. Tremendous. At this sport that has worldwide appeal that had never really made it in America until Drive to Survive came out. They had some races here in the 80s and that sort of thing. But it is exploding now. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, they had a race in Miami that had like 400,000 people that went over the course of a weekend. In fact, one of our, our guys here, Brandon Fluger, went to Miami to go to the race. Um, but my, my point in saying that is that I, I don't come from a traditional background, my marketing background, so I don't have all of the, the marketing mumbo-jumbo in my mind. <laughs> but what I recognize as good marketing is when people can leverage incredible content for their benefit, to tell their story. And Formula One has always had these incredible personalities that are part of it. You've got these European guys, you have, you know, an, an eccentric Italian, you know, a suave French guy, uh, you know, very straight-laced British dude. You know, all these guys have always been in the sport, these archetypes. But it took a reality series where people just sat down in front of a black background, very similar to what we're doing here, and 
just told their story about Formula One and what goes into a race and why tires are so important and you know all of these little things and little nuances that make this sport incredible. It wasn't until people actually started telling those stories that the sport began to catch on here and people fell in love with the series and now fell in love with the sport. In fact, I think their ratings last season, kind of on the back of everybody watching the series because of the pandemic, the ratings for the actual races we're up like some 80% or something like that for ESPN. Wild. Absolutely wild. But this example really resonates with me because it's such a great example of how content and the people that make incredible content, because it's beautifully shot, really, really wonderfully put together by this production company that that does this series and partnered with Netflix and Formula One to make the series, that like it's not possible without those people that have that skill set to do the most incredible job of marketing I've ever seen of really highlighting and telling a story. And I think in, in in a way, it's very similar to what we do here on a daily basis at market scale. And again, that is why the creator community is so vital because we wouldn't be able to tell some of these stories without the work that they do and, and the incredible things that they're able to, to, to pull off and that sort of thing. And so that to me, while I don't have like, you know, uh, the most, I can't give you the, the buzzwords, the marketing jargon buzzwords or whatever, you kind of know it when you see it, right? And you're like, wow, Formula One really blew up. What was behind that? Oh, they told a really good story. And they used content in a way that was just absolutely engaging, that highlighted the incredible things that they do. And this this amazing sport that has existed for a really long time, but we never really cared about. Okay, now we care because content dragged us into it. Exactly. And pulled us in, and we were like, I'm engaged now. My wife, who is not really a sports fan, like wants to get up on Saturday, Sunday mornings and, and watch the race with me. She won't get up and watch soccer with me, doesn't want to watch the Mavericks or, you know, doesn't really want to watch baseball with me either or anything like that. But she will get up for Formula One, put on a Lewis Hamilton hat because now she cares about Lewis Hamilton and his story and who he is and that sort of thing. And I think businesses have to follow that same model and that's the opportunity that MarketScale provides and that's the opportunity that the creator community provides for MarketScale is the ability to tell these stories. That's exactly it, and you know, you kind of you kind of tease those marketing buzzwords and that jargon. That's the the avenue that I find my, my, yeah. my found myself here at Market Scale coming from. I think if you would have asked a younger, more naive James Preble a few years ago on his views on marketing, he would have thrown out a lot of those buzzwords. And then it's been over time, you know, that I've realized it's that content that gets any of that to be important mm-hmm. in the first place. I mean, you mentioned Drive to Survive. Would the NFL be what it is today without NFL films. Oh, yeah. It's a great example. These are legendary epic stories that we all know because someone took the time to tell that story. And now the NFL is the, you know, if not the one of the two most powerful sports leagues and most profitable sports leagues in the entire world. And that's because they were ahead of the game in, in telling that story and taking the extra time to make that media you know, and, and really showcase the product more than just once on Sunday. No, it's a, it's a great point. And I think about, uh, I think it was, what, summer 2020 that The Last Dance came out? Exactly, And, yep. you know, everybody, you had a whole new generation fall in love with Michael Jordan and be like, oh, man, Michael Jordan really was, like, the GOAT of the NBA, right? They, but ran, they ran back the dream team. They ran, yeah, <laughs> like, they, they totally ran that back. And, and everybody kind of rediscovered this whole... If, if you were a young NBA fan who all you knew was LeBron James's career, all of a sudden you were exposed to a guy who, like, you had heard your parents talk about for a long time, but maybe you didn't know intimately, maybe you never watched him play. But all of a sudden now you're like, 
whoa, that guy was incredible, right? And, and all of a sudden, searches were spiking, you know, across Google and other, you know, other search platforms. And all the analytics showed all these people were Googling, yeah, Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, are they fighting? You know, all this sort of stuff that people like had kind of forgotten about for the last 20 years or whatever. It had been LeBron and Kobe and all these guys. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, remember this Michael Jordan guy? Like, not that anybody had forgotten right. Michael Jordan. Right. But it, again, it, it retold the story and people were able to rediscover or discover for the first time and it has an impact on people and an impact on the the business it, yeah. it's all uh, beneficial things for the NBA and yeah you think the NBA didn't benefit from that right. like of course they did and it's been said you know what we are preaching here is, is not news to the marketing world it's not a hot take everyone right. in in marketing has said that Every company needs to be a media company, right? So, so people are aware of these things. And then I think we lose sight of the, when we say that though, we then lose sight of the fact that media has to be good. You can't just put media out for the sake of media. Um, you know, if you, if you transfer esoteric industry talk onto video, you're, you're missing the point of every me- company has to be a media company. So that is where the creator community comes back in again, right? You take these incredibly talented artists and creators, and they are the ones that are making that media something that people actually want to watch. Because if you wanted to talk about, you know, Michael Jordan, wonderful. I've got cousins in Chicago who (laughs) just unprovoked I could call, and they would ramble on for an hour talking about how Michael Jordan will always be the GOAT. But... You know, I'm, I'm not sure that that's something, no offense to my cousins in Chicago who, who are great people, I don't think that that's something that the, is really going to drive people to engage with the NBA on a deeper level. It's not the same as Phil Jackson being like, yeah, we had to go drag Dennis Rodman out of Las Vegas. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, that's, that's not the same. Exactly. And so, you know, when, when you, if you're a marketer at your organization and you know that every company needs to be a media company, the next thing you should know is that media has to be engaging, that media has to be compelling, that media has to be beautiful, or else I've missed the entire point of, of my initiative in the first place. That's a, that's, a, that's a really good point. And I think that, that idea of it being engaging and, and that sort of thing, it's, it's clear that engaging marketing doesn't mean just reading a white paper on video, right? Like right. That, that's uh, to, to your point, right? Um, there's a time and a place for, for white papers and for research and, and that sort of thing. But how can we tell the story of that in a different way, in a new and a unique way that opens people's eyes to the research that was done, the work that went into it and that sort of thing? How can we tell those stories? And you're right, that's where the, the creator community comes into this. And, and I think people, people are hesitant to engage because they think that there's something lost in those technical details that doesn't get um, illustrated when we tell a more dynamic story, but th- that's definitively not the truth either. This can can be products that are pushing the limits of, of the scientific academic world, and we can capture that. We can tell that story more engaging and better. It's just it, it has to be something that is apprehendable, approachable by you know, people that may not have that expertise that that uh, the folks who wrote that technical paper do. Right, right. No, that, that, that's a great point. James, I, I have a question for you. Sure. Because you started off this podcast talking about how you'd always wanted to host the podcast. Truth, yep. So from your perspective, 
What are your thoughts and goals around hosting a podcast like this? You know, what do, what do you hope that people get out of it? Sure. I, I appreciate that question, and uh, I think it's a, a really great way to kind of wrap up our, our initial episode of the Creators Manifesto today. What, you know, I, I think that people who, who know me personally would hear about me hosting this podcast and kind of say, yeah, James, love him, great guy, enthusiastic, uh, artistic talent, creative vision, you know, probably probably not his area of expertise. Okay. But my, what I bring to the creator community, what my creative talent actually is, is I am a storyteller, and I have been, made a career off of storytelling, and the best stories are true stories. And those are going to be the, the stories that we are are telling on this on this series. And, and the other thing that I that I'm really excited about and what I believe I bring to this series is that I'm a people person. I am uh, truly an extrovert. That is where my energy comes from, is engaging, meeting new people, old friends, all alike. And I think it's really those two things that are going to pull out these incredible stories from our individuals within the creator community is uh, that I love to tell a good story. People are going to be providing me with their stories. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful and honored to be the person that is elevating those stories for them. And I'm going to have fun doing it. And so that's why I'm really excited for this series and why I think it's going to be uh, truly enjoyable for everyone to engage with as we, uh, you know, start telling the stories about these folks that make what we do and how they empower the companies that we work with on a daily basis possible. Yeah, I'm excited about that as well. And to continue to see the the community building aspect that this can bring to the creator community. Awesome. Well, Tyler, thank you again for your time today. Uh, we hope that you, everyone continues to visit the Creators Manifesto, listen to these amazing stories that these individuals have to tell. These are talented individuals that are pushing media marketing, the entire industry forward. Thank you for coming in and listening to the Creators Manifesto today. I'm your host, James Prebble. Tyler, thank you again. Of course. Happy to be here, man. Awesome. 